hey, you made it. This is it. Step 10. It's the last step in the 10 steps of how to buy your first home. Now, if you have been listening and planning and you've actually told anybody that you're thinking about buying a home and you're listening to this 10-step program, you have no doubt gotten an earful from a lot of different people giving you a lot of different advice. Spoiler alert, most of it is crap advice. I don't care how smart, trustworthy, or even caring the people are that are giving you home buying advice. Most of them are spewing garbage into your brain and it's not their fault. So let's get into what is the best advice you can get and who you should be getting it from. Play the music. Holy shnikes, you made it to step 10. I feel like we should have some celebration music going right now. You know, be proud of yourself. What is up, my How to Buy a Homies? It's me, your host, David Sedoni, and I am totally stoked for you. Can't take the Southern California out of this boy. You did it, man. And that's super rad. I mean, you invested in yourself. You put up with me and you saw past my supreme cringiness, or perhaps you didn't see past it, maybe you just tolerated it. But you're here, and either way, you made it to the final step, and this is a biggie. Understanding the current housing market and mortgage conditions, and how you can navigate the purchase as the big day approaches. They say the most important thing about buying real estate is three things. Location, location, location. Oh, isn't that cute? Yeah, but they've been saying it forever. Well, when it comes to buying your first home, I like to say it's location and then timing and then timing. Now, hang on. I want to make sure you understand. I'm not saying I want you to time the market to try to buy at the bottom. That is an insane thing. I, I, I freak out when people are like, buy low, sell high. Okay, so picture a mountain, you know, that V, that's, that's what, a stock market or houses, like how many people are at the very, very top or at the very, very bottom? Very few. You're going to be somewhere on the line in the middle. So it's understanding the timing of when you buy. It's understanding the timing of the current market conditions. And of course, the current housing market conditions. So in this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to help explain to you that because the housing market changes constantly, your options when you buy a home will be totally different depending on when you buy. That's why it's tough to actually take the advice of someone who bought a home six weeks ago, six months ago, or six years ago in the case of parents, aunts, uncles, and grandmas and grandpas. So I say that again, your options They change almost weekly in each season of the financial and housing market and understanding what's going on exactly at the time that you're getting ready to write an offer, that's going to depend on which options you should use and which techniques you should use when you're buying a house. This is not like walking down the aisle of a store or comparison shopping side by side on Amazon. This is a freaking Willy Wonka store. I mean... 
each time you open the door, the room is completely different. Sometimes it's upside down. The products are massively changed. And, you know, the prices are totally different. Was the- Timothy Chalamet there? Timothy Chalamet is not there. We're not doing the prequel. This is, I quit. <laughs> this is Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so crazy. Each time you come in, prices are different than last time you were here. Negotiation techniques are different. Uh, the the entire housing market is different. The mortgage uh, um, rates are different. And you were told that when you walk in to that store, like imagine you go into a store and you're like, hey, I was here last week and I wanted to buy that thing. And they're like, cool, I forgot to tell you, we're only accepting Russian rubles this week for payment. Um, Or if you like, uh, we'll give you a loan, but it's completely based on your shoe size. Yeah, that's what buying a home is like. It's different every single time. So say it with me now. I will buy my first home and I will get the best options based on the current market conditions when I'm ready to buy. Got it? Love all that wonderful advice, but the current market conditions are going to change so many pieces of that advice. Now, look, I'm not gonna get crazy. There are some basic procedures that are gonna be the same today as they were five months ago as they were five years ago. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, the stuff that's going to really help you get a deal, there are a lot more. I mean, a ton more that are going to be wildly different depending on those current market conditions. Okay, think of the last time that you asked advice of your friends or your family or you went on YouTube or Reddit or somewhere else online. You know, like, hey, Hive, I'm looking to buy a cell phone, a computer, a car, a TV, or I'm getting a pet. What are your best suggestions? When you ask the group for suggestions, sure, you might get some okay advice. But when it comes to asking about how to buy your first home, think of every response from a non-unicorn professional the same way you do when your grandma comments when you're asking online, hey, what's the best cell phone to get? And she says, I got the cell phone 10 years ago. It's the jitterbug and it's awesome. Yeah. It's outdated and not helpful. Unless you're talking to a unicorn professional and unless you're talking to one of them that actually is totally involved in your personal circumstance, even the most erudite, most trustworthy, most intelligent, maybe someone who's even super rich and has done really well in real estate, if they haven't done it recently, their advice isn't necessarily specifically for you. And you know, it's gonna get bad, gang. Buying a home is like planning a wedding or getting a pregnant. Everyone, everyone is gonna have an opinion and most of them are not for you. And nobody, 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 and especially Google, nobody and Google, they cannot give you the simple cheats and hacks that work specifically for you unless they know your entire story. And unless the real life experience that they're talking about, check the date on that article. If it wasn't in the last month, the information could be outdated. In fact, the people you're talking to, if they haven't bought a home in the last four weeks or helped somebody buy a home in the last four weeks, their information's obsolete. Current market conditions will change everything on how you shop, offer, negotiate, and close on a home. Everything. So when it comes to your final step, step 10, you've got two options in the way you wanna approach this. Option one, you can believe in your support team 
and ask them where you are on the shoots and ladder board and ask them what comes next. The episode 164, if you're still confused about what the shoots and ladder board is. Your personal, I say that again, your personal support team. They're going to be the ones that can help you. They know all of your information, your goals, your options, because they've been helping you from the very beginning to get you to this position when you're getting ready to write an offer. And they're going to use their expertise to get you to the finish line, get that offer accepted by using a combination of steps that you need to do in every standard market. So stuff that your unicorn team has been doing for years, along with molding in the tricky new steps that apply to the current market conditions. They do this every single day and they know what's up, both historically because they're experienced and they've been doing this for a while and with what's going on right now because they're super active in the current market. So they're going to know the latest tips, tricks, and techniques. Or you can do option two. You can listen to the other people and follow their generic advice that worked for them at one time and it probably won't work for you either because, well, number one, you're not them. <laughs> you don't just say, hey, buy a house like this. Okay, cool. What if they're putting 75% down and you're putting three and a half percent down? Okay, now that's an extreme example, but there's a million different things that could be different. Okay, and then not only are they not you, but what if your goals are different? What if they're buying that one house so they can turn around and sell it in three years? Or what if you're buying that one house so you can stay there for the next 30 years or 40 or 50 years? Everything could be different. So you can't just take someone's one technique or one piece of advice. Um, and the other big difference is the entire process is different because of the swings in the housing and financial conditions. The market changes. And the current market in which you are trying to buy None of the things that they advise you actually continue to work in that new market. So pick option one or option two. Just being a little facetious, option two sucks. Don't do it. Okay, right here, I could do about two hours on all the details. No kidding. Shut up. <laughs> There's so many details I could do about two hours when it comes to shopping, offering, negotiating, and closing on your first home. But thanks to JT, who always lets me know to shut up, this is just going to be a nice little bullet point list for you. It could be four or five hours. I'm not kidding. So here we go. Here's just a small sample of the market conditions that can change how you buy a home. And I am going to have to really bite my tongue not to expand on each one. So if you have questions, howtobuyahome.com, ask me your question. I'll go into it in excruciating detail. But here's the, the list. Uh, new down payment assistance programs that just became available. This happens all the time. New loan programs for your specific approval numbers or your credit score or your specific income or your specific debt change all the time. Or perhaps... You were given what was a down payment assistance program or a loan program that now is no longer available. Okay, again, I could do hours on that, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. What about how sellers are selling? This changes all the time. Is it a buyer's market or a seller's market? Are they giving concessions or are they sitting back like a greedy landlord and they're looking for multiple offers and making everyone do a bidding war? Are they gonna give credits? 
Are they going to do price reductions? Are they going to pay for your closing costs or maybe even pay for your loan buy down? Are they desperate or are they the only home that's going to be in the sale uh, in that one neighborhood for the next two months? So they know that they're the bell of the ball. Are they going to hold open houses or is the market in a place where they just want to do appointment only or maybe even no showings? You just got to look at the pictures before you write an offer. There, that's the sellers. Just some bullets. That's just the the tip of the current housing market iceberg on that topic. How about buyers? How are buyers buying? Do you have to get there in the first hour that the home's on the market or it's going to be gone? Okay. Or can you wait a week or a month? Do you have to offer over list price? And if you do, how much? That's just nuts. How strong an offer do you need to present? Do you need to offer everything up front, give your best, or can you maybe shoot a little low and try to negotiate? What about the loan programs or the buy-downs or the grants or the construction loans? What type of lender should you be using in this market? Will a credit union work or should you go to a bank or a mortgage broker? What is the best down payment to get taken seriously? Oh my God, I could keep going forever. Don't forget where they can get the ruples. Yes, or the ruples. It's rubles. Well, I don't know what it is. You're smarter than me. So good job. That's why you can pay the big bucks. And of course, oh, things are going to keep changing. We've been having this iBuyer thing go on for the early 2020s. Uh, and that's just going to continue. There are lawsuits and all kinds of crazy things going on right now in 2023, in 2024, 25, and 26. How you buy a home and the internet programs, there's going to be a new one that pops up and probably into your social media feed immediately the first time you click on stuff about buying a house. You're going to need to know what companies are selling homes in what new ways. And what about new homes? You're going to need to know which new development and new homes are actually a good value. And should you be comparing those with other resale homes in your area? What new city projects, developments, are they building a dump down the street or are they building a hot new hipster area where there's going to be all kinds of bars and restaurants and something cool? You need to know good or bad. Now, these are just a few of the thousands of options when it comes to home shopping. When you're getting ready to write offers, negotiate the offer, and close on the home, not to mention out there, like I said at the beginning, shopping for the homes, things can be totally different in just one month. And especially if it's three months or six months ago. And a year, it's a whole new world of different advice. Way different than the advice Uncle Stevie gave you from his experiences back in 1987, 1994, and 2006. Great, Uncle Stevie. I'm glad that you bought three homes in your lifetime, but you might as well have bought them on different planets. There's a reason this is step 10 and not step one. You're going to need to trust somebody when you get to step 10 who's active, who's in it, in it, as we like to say, live in it. Every single day, a damn good pro. If you want to get the real real on what's happening in the current market, you need to talk to a pro who's actually active and actually doing it. In the earlier steps, you already found your unicorn support team, both your realtor and the lender, and they've taken the time to get to know you and know everything about your finances, your goals, your stretch points, your must-haves, your ultimate dreams. Nobody should ever be giving you advice on buying your first home 
unless they have a deeper relationship with you than your parents, than your pastor, or your psychic. And they gotta be a badass. I mean, a badass. Not just someone who says, yes, I'm a realtor, check me out. No, I'm talking someone who is up on the current market situations. So, I mean, someone who's so involved and understands what's going on that when you meet them and talk to them and you realize that's who they are, you go, dude, hi, Mr. or Mrs. Realtor. Uh, you are such a real estate nerd. I think you would really like this cringy old dude with a podcast. Uh, he makes you drink when he calls himself old. So we have to do a shot right now. I'm sorry, because I just said old dude. Um, but yeah, I think you'd like this nerd. Find someone, they don't have to be as cringy as me, but at least as nerdy as me. If you seek some general knowledge and you don't want to get down yet with your support team, I hear that. So if you understand what I'm saying about general knowledge versus current market info, can you give me an audible amen? Do it for me right now. Ready? Really, JT? Nothing? Oh, okay. Amen. Good. We did it together. That was fun, all of us. I hope that you are out there and people are looking at you funny because you just yelled amen for no reason. Look, in the podcast library archive, you can get general knowledge on how much salary you need to buy a home, down payment assistance grants, seller credit options, house hacks, 401k down payment assistance, gift funds, right in the offer, credit pulls and how it's not gonna kill you. You can also get information on FICO scores, FHA loans, VA loans for military and veterans. Awesome loan, by the way. Every military person should be going to howtobuyahome.com and going, dude, I can use a VA loan. What do I do? Super dope loan. And you can get even more on buying the home, the inspection red flags, new homes versus resale homes, buying as a 1099 self-employed person. Do you really need that two years of employment? It's a bit of a myth, gang. We're talking about buying a home while you're still in college with no job yet. Totally possible. Also in the archive, you'll get information about the PMI myth. It's not the devil. Okay. And we're going to get Dave Ramsey real talk truths, who ironically is kind of the devil with some of his poor, poor advice for first time homebuyers. That's another story. Uh, we're going to talk about inflation, recessions, being house poor, down payment assistance, rising rents, buying in expensive cities, buying out of state, or even buying while you're in another country, student loans. Condos versus single families, breaking a lease to buy a home, debt to income ratio, timing the market, knowing the math, closing costs, home price versus monthly cost, appraisals, appraisal gaps, bidding wars, seller concessions, and on and on and on. All that stuff's in the library. Now, some of the stuff that we go over, the topics will apply to today. Some of it may be dated, and my, some of it, heck, it might have changed in the last four weeks. So that's why you have a support team, a support team that you trust, who can give you the current market information for everything. And of course, that's why I keep putting podcasts out every week to help you control freaks keep up to date. While you're on your journey, if you are looking for some information, you are fortunate enough to have started your journey after several real life podcast listeners are now homeowners. And I interviewed them. 
You can hear them telling their stories of how they followed these steps and now they own a home. And no, they were definitely not all rich. And no, they definitely didn't put 20% down. They didn't all have hundreds or even tens of thousands of dollars saved. What about rubles? They did have rubles. and oh, there you go. And rupees. They didn't have a partner. Some of them didn't have two incomes. And yeah, many of them had no clue when they started. I'm talking none. These interviews are really great. And they're for people from all different walks of life, different levels of education, ages, races, gender identity, careers, income, debt, credit scores. Some of them bought with a partner or even a few people. And some of them bought solo. Stories from people who were 19 years old, all the way up to 59 and a half. From pretty educated people on how to buy a home and they were just kind of checking some things out to completely clueless and they thought they were hopeless, but they were curious enough that we helped them get to where they need to go. I've mentioned a few of these before in some of the uh, earlier episodes of the 10 Steps to Buy a Home. Um, here's a couple I, I may have skipped, though. Uh, uh, episode 33 is Alvin and Ashley, who worked with me, but they still jumped the, jumped the gun and they skipped some steps, despite me telling them not to. And you can learn all about how that worked out for them. Uh, Madison, episode 53, 24-year-old conservative saver who found out she was more than ready. It was awesome. And episode 109, killer episode with Brian and Diana. They were talking to friends at a party, and then four months later, bought a home. No, I, no, no real intention. Just talking to friends at a party, and they went, huh, found my podcast. Brian binged them all, I think, in like three days. Dude is psycho, and I love him. Uh, check that one out. Randy from Minnesota, episode 71. Dude was in his early 20s, had zero credit, zero, not low, zero. And he was unemployed. He decided he wanted to figure this out and he bought a $200,000 home in less than one year. You want more young people to inspire you if you're 19 or if you feel uh, a little dejected if you're, you know, not 19? Um, well, then go ahead. Listen to two episodes of 19-year-olds that bought homes. And one of them didn't even listen to the podcast. I just found him on TikTok and said, dude, how'd you do that? Uh, and then 119 is classic with Brianna, who bought, pretty much did everything to buy her home while she was in the military in Germany. Her story's amazing. And I've already told you about Sally, episode 161. If you haven't listened to Sally, go right now. And there are 20 more interviews from episode Sally 161 all the way up to 200. And if you're listening to this in the future, I'm sure in the 200s, there's going to be a bunch more interviews as well. Real stories with real people. There are 20 of them between 161 and 200 if you want to listen. So if you want to hear real tips from people who use the podcast, found a support team, got information on the current market conditions, and bought a home with everything that they learned, check them out. They did it. You can too. You're still here. You're still listening to me. So I know you want to do this. So get the information so you can be the hero of your own story. Speaking of heroes, right now my head is hearing so many soundtracks because, you know, I, I love movies and I love the, the underdog stories. And here you are. You just finished up the 10 steps. So like right now in my head, I'm hearing the, the Avengers theme. Super loud. 
or the, or the Pirates of the Caribbean or Star Wars or the music from Rudy or Remember the Titans, the Olympic theme. That was one of my favorites. Uh, I'm also hearing One Day More from Les Mis and pretty much anything by Queen. Oh, and that song from the Karate Kid, You're the Hero. You're the best around. Nothing in the world can get you down. You remember that song, JT? Yeah. Oh, you do? Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Get him a body bag. No, wait. I digress. I hear all these soundtracks in my head because you're the hero. You took the initiative. You are a champion. If you learned anything from this and you want to be a part of the real estate revolution, the revolution where we're helping everybody get the actual service they deserve for first-time homebuyers, help me out by writing a review on Apple or Spotify. The only way people know a podcast is helpful is with a written review. There's no followers. There's no count. All right? So for me, if you got anything out of this, take one minute and write me a review. I'd really appreciate it. And for the love of all things holy and unholy, if you have not gone to howtobuyahome.com right now to ask for some free, absolutely no obligation, nothing to buy guidance, what are you doing, man? Seriously, what are you doing? I'm telling you, I'm not asking you to buy a workshop. I'm not asking you to be a monthly subscriber. I'm saying, hey, if you have a question, ask me. I'll send you to a unicorn in your area. If it works out, rad. If it doesn't, oh well. I've seen this work. The people have spoken, not me. Start as early as you can. If you made it this far, all 10 episodes, I know you're, com you're committed. So jump in. I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to getting you the baddest unicorn team in your area. There are 300 unicorns right now. There are three million real estate agents. I've got the best 300. And these unicorns, they're the people that have your success in mind. And if I don't have a unicorn in your area or you don't dig my unicorn, rad, now you know what you need to look for. My goal is that you get this done no matter what. I want you to find your unicorn team. There's plenty more information to help you get to where you can find your right support team uh, on the podcast, on the YouTube, on the Instagram, how to buy a home podcast, TikTok, how to buy a home. So keep learning, keep educating and stop dreaming and start planning so you can do this the right way. You can do this.